what is going on everybody how are y'all on this man it has been it was such a beautiful day today an absolutely amazing beautiful day hey terry welcome yes tell melissa come on in and join us come on in i am in the mood to chit chat tonight i have had oh, i still got my wristband on so i just literally got home maybe about an hour hour and a half um ago because today and i'm gonna have to keep saying can y'all hear my music in the background i feel like i'm talking over the music uh hey sherry um my favorite son-in-law eric was his birthday and eric turned 40 which is my oldest daughter uh her husband and so we went to um uncle nearest distillery have you guys ever been to uncle nearest let me tell you if you are a brown liquor drinker and you enjoy um some nice whiskey you you have to go to uncle nearest in um shelbyville and so we went there today for to celebrate his birthday so in honor of him i am drinking out of my uncle nearest you can't see um on the writing on the glass okay thank you terry um but it's meant to hold a cigar. Is that not like super cute um, that Camellia and Reginald got for me this glass? And so I'm having me an old fashioned, an Uncle Nearest old fashioned as I'm chit chatting with y'all tonight. Oh, let me let me try drinking out the other side. That side didn't work. Sounded like I might need to put the glass down already. But you know what? I, I got home and I was like, I feel like getting on here and chit-chatting with people. Um, I'm just in the mood to talk. I don't, I don't even have a subject in mind to talk about tonight, but I wanted to get on here and talk. Well, you know what? Yes, I do. So y'all remember last show uh, we did, and I talked about, um, do you listen for understanding or do you listen to respond? And so I kind of had uh, a... I, I, 
that road that I remember me telling y'all that I didn't want to go down, that conversation that I didn't want to have, we kind of sort of ended up having the conversation anyway. And I felt like that's exactly what happened. Like the other person was listening to respond and not really listening um, for understanding on, on how I felt on the situation. And so, man, when I say I'm sad about it, I, I, I'm really sad because I ended up losing the friendship over something um, that was really simple um, that I just could not, I just didn't feel like I could communicate. And the exchange um, kind of back and forth with them yesterday, honestly, kind of um, cemented for me that I made the right decision not to not to have that conversation because it ended up being um, a back and forth, which is what uh, I didn't want. And I found it was just like, you know what? I have to accept, you know, your decision. But I tell you what, they felt some type of way because I said that I felt like I couldn't communicate, which I can, I, I get it. I, I can understand as long as we've been friends. And um, for me to say that I did not feel like I could come and communicate, I get it. I get it. I get how that would be. Um, offensive. I, I understand that perspective. Um, and because of that, they felt like I didn't value the friendship when, from my perspective, I was attempting to avoid the conversation because I valued the friendship. And I wanted to put the friendship first over the issue um, that we were having. And I guess, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, um, I still feel like I made a good decision in deciding not to, um, as I say, to fight the battle. Um, I had to pick and choose um, my battles, um, but I am really upset over losing the friendship over it. That, that's, that's the only thing that I really like am disappointed and this uh, I think disappointed would be the great the best word that that's what I'm really disappointed over I'm, I'm more so disappointed over losing the friendship than I am anything else um, because I felt like I really worked hard well I thought I was working hard to try to preserve it but I guess um, I took the easy way out for myself uh, instead of fighting that battle and I lost either way. Uh, that, that's life. Uh, I hate it, but I guess that's that's kind of life. But I did have a great time at Uncle Nearest um, Distillery. So that did kind of pick my spirits up a little bit. Because if y'all don't know, not only do I love my red wine, I love my brown liquor too. So uh, to, to go on a tour of the distillery was, was really nice. But... I have to be sad, to be honest. I said that's been kind of playing in the back of my mind, and, and especially that show about do you listen for understanding or do you listen to respond? And even with the back and forth, I felt like they were listening. Well, I don't think they were listening. They they weren't listening to 
how I felt and it was more so you ever been um, what I call you focused when some people are so them focused or me focused hey Rick welcome pretty Ricky pretty Ricky has joined us yes I should have had you come on by and join me in the studio tonight I just got back Rick I'm gonna have to take you to Uncle Nearest we're gonna have to go and tour uh, the distillery uh, the Uncle Nearest uh, Distillery in Shelbyville. I went today, man. It was it was so nice. When I tell you, I, I spent a nice little chunk of change at Uncle Nearest today, but we had an amazing, um, amazing time. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a good. Oh my God, that old fashioned is so good. But but yeah, I I, I don't know, y'all. I, I I'm, I'm y'all know I like to come over here and I like to be real and I like to be honest. I really am upset about losing um, the friendship over that. It 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 really hurt me. Yeah, a, a lot of times people get you focused or me focused, and I felt like the whole conversation was one sided, and it was you focused. You know, for them, it it was. You know, one of the things that they, one of the things that really got me was that they said um, that they felt like that I didn't value, and you know, I said in the beginning, they felt like I didn't value the friendship because I said I felt like I wasn't able to communicate. And so even though I kept saying, no, that that's not the case, I definitely value, you know, the, the friendship. Um, they weren't hearing me. They still kept going back. Well, to me, in my opinion, if you couldn't communicate, if you couldn't talk to me, then that means that you that you didn't. And I mean, so how can how can I argue with that? Everyone is entitled to their opinion, and they're one hundred percent entitled to their opinion, and didn't have to um, agree with my perspective. I, I wish they had been open to seeing that that wasn't the case. Um, but at the same time, I have to respect it. That's how they feel. Uh, I can't, I can't force you to see it my way. Um, I can't force them to be open to it, you know, from my perspective, but I really hate it that I lost the friendship over it, but time heals, you know, and, 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 and life goes on, but then to me, that's really a big lesson on listening for understanding or listening to respond because even though i repeated what my what i felt like my issue was they were still so in my opinion you focused or me focused that they it was overlooked and and how i felt didn't matter uh, it, it was regardless their opinion mattered to them and their opinion was the end all be all and so I really didn't have much say, which is why I felt like I couldn't communicate in the first place, because it's, it's pretty much their opinion is the end all be all. Um, and you have to accept it or, or not, you know, accept it or move on. And, and that's eventually I got to that point where I had to move on. But I so hate that I lost the friendship over it. I really, really do. That, that's one of those friendships that you be like, dang. Like, man, I'm, I'm going to miss that person in my world. I, I, I have to say that. 
but I have to respect um, how they feel about the situation and and honor it. But I hate that. Like, mm. but that's a key. You know, we talk about communication on this show all the time. Can y'all tell I'm really down about it? Like, it really does bother me. And a lot of times people think I don't, the stuff doesn't get to me. Yeah, it does. I may say, okay, and let it go. But, but yeah, things, things happen. It says I've done that, but what else can a person do? It, it, exactly. And that's kind of where I was at. Where else, you know, what else could I do? I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I'm going to miss having that person in my world. But, you know, it, maybe it's one of those situations, you know, you hear all the time that people come into your life for a season, for a reason and for a season. And, you know, maybe the season was up and, you know, we've been holding on to this friendship and we came together for different reasons. And, you know, and now the season is over. I, I am starting. I am starting to 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 do that too. It says I walk away from you, focused people. Unfortunately, and here's here's my hesitation on it. Ed is because I know in the past, before I started my journey of self reflection, that I used to be a you focused person. It was all about me, my opinion, what I thought, how I thought, and if you didn't feel the same way or think the same way that I did, you were stupid. And, and, and I didn't understand how you couldn't see that my way was the right way. And it took me a minute to, to wake up to see that, you know what, everyone else is entitled to their own perspective. They're entitled to their own opinions. And just because their opinion doesn't match your opinion doesn't mean that they're wrong. Doesn't necessarily mean that we're, they're wrong. We just look at things in a different way. And so... I learned that in, in self-reflection. And so I typically when I run across a youth focused person, I try different ways um, to communicate it, uh, how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking to them. And so I always make sure I go down different avenues, but I'm not going to go down too many different avenues. And after I feel like I've exhausted those avenues, I will walk away as well. Because and I keep saying it, and I said this Friday with me and Rick, communication is key on all levels of a relationship, any type of relationship. Hey, Tara, welcome to the party. I'm just on here rambling, I feel like, talking about my personal life. I still got my band on. Let me take this band off of Uncle Nearest, y'all. Just lime green so that people can really... This, I think this was so when we did the tasting. And they have um, three different uh, blends at the distillery that you can try. And I bought two of them. They had the um, their standard, I think it was 1856, and then they had an 1884, and then they had the master blend. And so uh, I, I got me a few bottles, a couple of bottles. One of them, that master blend, uh, will be for me to sip on only. I won't even open that and share. It'll get open, but it won't get shared with people when they come to the studio. I might share with Rick, but Rick is more of a tequila than a whiskey drinker, though. I'm going to have to bring Eric on. Eric is my whiskey drinker. Me and Eric, I have to share uh, 
some Uncle Nearest. But anyway, yeah, I, you, communication and how you communicate with people, I think a lot of times we miss that. We miss the understanding of how much the other person being able to comprehend and understand what you're communicating to them means in a relationship because you can talk all day long until you blew in the face but if that person is not really comprehending and understanding the message that you're giving to them there is no communication and you can say i don't understand how you didn't know i i told you i told you i told you i've been talking about it i've been talking about it i've been talking about it but if they really aren't comprehending or even bothering to listen to comprehend and understand, there was no communication. You didn't tell them anything because it fell on, as they say, deaf ears, because they weren't tuned into it or, or paying attention to what it was that you had to say. And that's kind of how I felt in the situation. And that no matter how I said it, it fell on deaf ears. And it came down to, um, they felt like they, you know, express their opinion. I express my opinion and, you know, it should have been fine, but I'm like, well, yeah, we both expressed our opinions, but you just shut mine down. Like, and, and from my perspective, my opinion was just shut down and you focus. People can do that. Sometimes I, I, I depending on the subject, I have been guilty of, of that at times and we kind of talked about it on Friday depending on what it is you ain't really trying to hear what nobody else has to say so I've been guilty I've been definitely guilty of that in the past but as I keep saying I really just hate that at the end of this all I ended up uh, losing the friendship over it but again it maybe I'll have to chalk it up it was it was that time that person was there for the season and, you know, and now that season is over. Let's see. Tara says, some people don't respect you enough to want to hear you. I've learned that a lot of folks just don't care. That is a very true statement. I have ran across those people. Um, I don't think that that is the case um, in, in this situation, to be uh, quite honest. I can definitely say I don't feel like um, that it was a lack of respect uh, it, as the issue, but you're absolutely right. It, I could be honest and say I'm like that with people. If I don't have respect for you, if I don't respect you, none you say to me matters. You talk all day long. I'm not really paying you any attention because I have absolutely no respect for you whatsoever. And so what you say to me is... It doesn't matter. It, it, it falls on deaf ears. I'm not paying attention to you because I don't respect you and I'm not interested in anything that you have to say. Sometimes I have to check myself depending on the situation. I have to check myself in those because you definitely can't be. And I have had this happen to me before. Uh, that employee boss situation and I've had managers over me that I 100% just did not respect and didn't want to hear nothing you had to say. Uh, and and I I actually had that because I have a habit of how I feel showing on my face and my cousin Carolyn who is all we, who 
she is my check your face queen. She always has to tell me, uh, check your face, check your face. But in this particular instance, there was nobody to tell me to check my face. And I'm sitting there talking to my manager and she's telling me something that it to me was just absolutely ridiculous. And she was like, well, why are you looking at me like that? And I was like, looking at you like what? She was like, looking at me like you think I'm stupid. And I was just like, I don't know what to say to that. I'm just looking at you. And in my mind, I really wanted to say, well, yeah, because I, I do think you're stupid, but I couldn't say that. I wish I could, but can't say that. But definitely, there are some instances where people just don't care. They don't care to listen. They don't want to hear it. They don't respect you. And that's 100% true, Char. I've, I've ran across those people. I honestly can say, in self-reflecting, I've been that person before. I have been that person before. But I guess, how do you, how do you get a youth-focused person to listen? I mean, that's a that's a task within itself like maybe that's something we can self-reflect on and we can talk about like how do you ha has anyone ever came across a you focused person and you were able to to get them to take a step back and see um your perspective because for me if they're not if they don't care enough you know or i i i i, I don't know you know, how do you overcome that? And do you fight that battle to overcome depending uh, depending on who the person is in that particular instance? Like that's, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to figure out, a tough one to deal with. But I don't know. Maybe we can, I, I should think about doing a show on, a show on barriers to communication and list some of the different barriers that people may not think about um, that stop you from communicating. Body language is a, is a big time barrier to communication that a lot of people um, don't recognize and think about. And I actually learned that the hard way, um, being a manager that no matter what I'm saying, that my body language was giving a different perspective to them than what uh, I was saying because they felt like I have a bad habit. Notice I'm doing it now of crossing, crossing my arms, which can be seen as an aggressive um, sign. I cross my arms, I cross my legs, all of those different things. So my body language was giving them a different signal than what I was actually trying to say. It says, uh, Tara says, great idea. Yeah, I would love to do a, a, do a show on, on barriers. Ed says here, I was a youth focused person until hitting a low period in my in my life. Yeah, I I, I definitely, you know, I've I've done that too. And you know what, Ed, you always have some great comments. You're gonna have to come on the show one night. Um I, I love to have different guests and come on and offer their perspective. I'm gonna have to get Tara in here as well. I know she's in another state, but we'll have to figure out how to get you on. Um, also, Tara, because I like for people to come on and share their different perspectives because my viewpoint is not uh, the, the end all be all. You know, everybody sees things differently. And I like to I like to get those different perspectives. 
And, and I definitely was myself a you focused person. <laughs> you are not a shy guy. You are not a shy guy. You can come on on here and talk. Come on now. The, you can't be a, um, a keyboard. What is the keyboard gangster that they call you? You, you type all day long uh, in the dark, but come on the show. You're not going to talk. You can't do me like that. You have to come on and, and, and share your perspective with everybody on the show. Like, I like having different guests and get the opportunity to sign my wall. I can't wait till the wall gets started and I can uh, show people's signatures and things as guests come on and they sign the wall. But I, yeah, let's do that show on barriers to communication and talk about what are the different things that we've come across that were barriers that prevented us from having conversations with different people and talking about different things especially for um, women, because we tend to be a little bit more emotional um, than men. It tends to be very difficult for us uh, to share. What did you say? On end. <laughs> yes, come on. Yes, we're we going to do some barriers to communication. And, and I feel as women... Being overly emotional at times. Oh, you're I'm in. Okay, that's the yes. Come on, women being overly emotional can. When we get emotional, sometimes it's difficult for us to get out what it is that we're trying to say, and that within itself can be a barrier uh, to communication because we. How do you communicate to people? How you know you talking about how I feel. Men, men want facts where women were talking about how I feel. Those are two different things. And that's a big barrier sometimes in communicating because he's looking at you. Well, what do you mean? That's how you felt. But that ain't what I said. And that ain't what I did. And she was like, well, I know, but this is about how it made me feel. So sometimes when you got people looking at things differently, um, that communication is it, it, it's a barrier. And now it's got me sitting here thinking, I wonder if that was an issue, but no, that wasn't an issue. It, this wasn't an emotional thing for me. So no, I, me expressing my emotion was not uh, the barrier uh, to my inability to communicate to them. I had to, you know, I always like to self-reflect since I said that. I was like, ooh, let me take a step back and think about that. But yes, definitely, I want you to come in and be on the show and let's talk about barriers to communication, especially when it comes to um, men and women because we express ourselves differently. Um, we show our emotions differently. Uh, men are about actions and they show how they feel through their actions where women are more are um, about words. We'd like to hear it as opposed to see it. And so I think that would be a... Um, a pretty good show to have and, and talk about those different things. Because again, and no matter what the situation is, what the topic is, or any of that, if you both are not communicating on the same level, it it's a mute point. It says Emotions can spill over onto some men also. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes. I 100% um, agree with you. 
Um, men don't always like to show their emotions, but yes, yes. And to be honest, I think a part of um, the situation that I had was due to emotions, due to his, um, due to their emotions pouring uh, over into it. I, I, I can agree with you. I can, yeah, yeah. That happens to men as well. Uh, it doesn't always. Men typically, you know, hold their emotions, but you're 100% right, Ed. Men get emotional as well. And and when they do, I tend to, I had this conversation. Uh, what it is saying? <laughs> Man losses, that's a no-no. Yes, and I disagree with that. I 100% disagree that it is wrong for men to be emotional or show their emotions. I feel like men should be able to be open and, and, and feel free to be emotional without being judged by other people for showing their emotions. Now, at the same time, at the same time, I cannot do an overly emotional man. That irks my soul. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with showing your emotions, but if he crying more than I cry, and we that that's a problem for me. If everything that happens is an emotional point for him, that's a red flag, and it's not going to work because I'm a woman, and and, and I'm supposed to be. I'm the woman and I want to sit in my feminine energy and be emotional. And if I can't sit in my feminine energy and be emotional because you are always emotional, that's not going to work. Because I now I feel like I got to take care of you and, and I can't do it. But I agree. It's okay for men to show their emotions. There's absolutely nothing wrong with a man, you know, uh, being emotional in the moment. But you're right. It is a big no-no. Society says men are not allowed but that's one of the big, that's a barrier right there. That's a barrier to communication between women and men because the woman is sitting around waiting on him to show his emotional side. And he's determined that he's not going to show his emotional side. And, and it's a barrier to communication. And so she's not believing anything that he says because she doesn't see any emotion behind it. That's a barrier to communication. So how do we, but at the same time, because that's a damned if I do, damned if I don't, because then it goes back to right, right back to what I just said. You know, some women, we'd be like, oh, he too emotional. So the man, you know, you damned if you do. If I show emotion, now you think I'm weak. If I don't show emotion, now I'm me. He's like, what? Damned if I do, damned if I don't. So I can kind of get that from the male perspective. Because, you know, women are hollering, I need you to show emotions. And then he show emotions. And now she's, oh, you too emotional. So, you know, what's the happy medium that, that that's, hey, which one is it? It says, does your red flag hit when a man is emotionless? Um... I, 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 I don't know. No, uh... I have to say no to that from my perspective um, 
No, because I don't tend to show my emotions all the time either. And so that in itself definitely could be a barrier to communication because, you know, I'm not trying to show emotions and he's not trying to show emotions. And neither one of us are really getting anywhere because we're trying to hold it in. Um, I, I don't know. That's 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 interesting. I don't know if I ran across that issue yet. Ed. That's interesting. I, I haven't met a man that I felt like he was emotionless. So I don't know really how to answer that and whether or not that would be a red flag for me. But it is definitely, if he's overly emotional, that is definitely a red flag and I'm out. I, I, I do not do well with overly emotional men. It, it won't work for me. And I've had guys, you know, I've met men the first time we met and we had a phone conversation and you point out your heart and crying. And I'm like, ooh, that's red flag, red flag, red flag to me. But from another woman's perspective, she may be like, oh, I like that. He's, that means he's in touch with his emotional side and that's not a red flag for her. We, everybody has different, you know, likes and dislikes where, you know, it doesn't work for me. But I know for most men, for most women, emotionalist men definitely is a red flag. Or they see it as a challenge. They see it as, okay, he doesn't want any, my challenge is to get him to show emotion. And, and those type women are the ones who will do anything, say anything, trying to get him, trying to get a response out of him. So I don't know. I don't know. I haven't ran across one yet. So I, I can't really, I can't really speak, speak on that one. I don't know how I would react to a man who doesn't show his emotions. Um, Cause I'm, I'm actually of that old school of men tend, men tend, in the 23 years that I was married, uh, I can count on one hand that I actually saw uh, my husband cry. And, and that was at the loss of our son. When we lost the son, when his mother died and then, um, when I had an episode where I had a friend who attempted suicide and I was so, um, I'm getting teared up now thinking about it. And when I was talking about it to him, I guess he felt my pain and he cried in that moment of feeling my pain over uh, the situation. But most men don't uh, show their uh, emotions. You made him feel extremely uncomfortable. I made him feel extremely comfortable. People, you know what? I don't know. People tend to want to open up and share their world with me regardless. I have found, and I guess that's kind of what pushed me to do Red Wine Conversations is because people always wanted to talk to me and always wanted to share with me uh, their their stories and and, and get my my opinion, my perspective on what they had going on. So I, I guess, you know, I was talking to them and they felt like I was, you know, the therapist and they was able to share. But I, you can't cry on me. I'm, I'm sorry. Especially when we first meet and we just now getting to know each other and we talking, you cannot give me a sob story and start crying. I'm just sorry. That's unacceptable. Terry says, 
men and women always seem to open up and show their emotions to you. They do. They do do that. And I don't know what it is. I guess I'm the, I'm a sweet talker. You know, I can talk you into your emotions and share with me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that is very true. People do tend to open up and share with me um, how they feel and how they felt. And I think um, it's because when I'm like, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, with family and friends and strangers, they all open up. Yes, yes, they do. They do. They all open up to me and, and, and tell me things that's going on. And one of the things I think that I attribute that to is that uh, I try when I'm talking to people not to come across as if I'm judging you. And that's important to me because I felt like I've been judged the majority of my life. And so I try my best when I'm communicating and I'm talking to people not to judge them. And I've had conversations with men before. <laughs> people at Lowe's, everybody at Lowe's want to tell me their story and, and holler at me. I don't know what that's all about. Um, don't get me started on, on, on men talking to me in Lowe's. I don't know what it is. And I am always... Um, Toe up from the flow up when I'm in Lowe's with leggings, dirty t-shirts, covered in whatever I have been working on and hair all over my head. And it just be it just be crazy. And 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 people want to open up and share with me. I don't know what it is. But again, I feel like I, I try my best not to come, come across as judging. And even on the show, like I share my perspective. But I don't, I always make sure I say, this is not about right or wrong. This is just my perspective. Who am I to judge you? There's only one judge as far as I'm concerned. And that's that higher power. Whatever higher power you um, aspire to, I'm, I'm just saying, there's only one judge, one jury. And I, I it's not my place to judge you. I'm going to have to deal with my own judgment day. So therefore, it's not my place to judge you. So when I'm talking to people, I try to make sure that they feel comfortable about that, especially when I'm talking to men, because men have a tendency to think that you're immediately going to side with the women because it's a woman. And you'd be like, oh, you know, let me tell you her perspective, her side. And no, I like to share both sides. I, I like to say to men, OK, I understand where you're coming from and I get your perspective. But let me share you her perspective. It's not about being right or wrong. I want, an, I want you to understand what was going through her head and what she may have been thinking about as that conversation was going on or you did what you, what you did. And a lot of times, it, it, this is my favorite moment, is when I see that light bulb go on and they be like, you know what? I never thought about it that way. I never saw it from that perspective. I didn't think about it that way. That's what I love about true self-reflection. That's what I love about talking to people and talking to them about what's going on uh, in their world and when they have an issue or a problem that they just want, you know, sometimes you just want to have somebody that like, okay, tell me, am I right or wrong? Like, can you see how I'm seeing this? And so I love to have those conversations and sit down and talk with people about it. 
and, and try to give them a different perspective. And that's something I always like to say. Can I give you a different perspective on this? Let me offer you a different viewpoint on this, a different way to look at this, especially when it when it comes to men. Because a lot of times, and, and I'm, I, I won't say that us ladies have beat them up so much. A lot of times, often men feel like that they are not heard. Hey, Deanna, welcome, darling. A lot of times they feel like they're not heard. And I think that's because men typically don't express how they feel. And so therefore we're not used to taking how they feel into consideration. And it's, it, and we, we're you focused as, as women. We're me focused. It's all about us. But I like, I like to make sure that I take a step back and I listen to the men and I take into consideration their perspective. And then I try my best to help them see and understand where she was coming from. Because for for the woman, we're seeing it completely different than what than how he sees it, completely and totally different. And we're all about how that action made us feel, as opposed to him looking at it as it didn't mean anything. It was nothing, and she was like, "It may not have been nothing to you, but it was something to me." And he's not understanding how was this simple act more to you when it was nothing to me. And so I love to have those conversations to try to um, overcome that barrier because it definitely is a barrier in communication between men and women. That, that emotional component plays a big part. Um, I actually think in my situation, the emotional component uh, played a big part but if I'm being real, I don't feel like that emotional component uh, was on my side. It was on his side. I, I, I feel like there was definitely an emotional component component on it for him, but not for me. And this same situation, I, I, to me, it was a simple act. I'm trying to explain to you how your, that simple act made me feel, but that you focused was not listening. And, and it was... It was definitely that male-female miscommunication. We were not on the same level. And I hate that it, it ended the friendship. I, I really and truly hate. But we're going to do that show. And Ed's coming on because he's in. And we are doing a show on barriers to communication on all levels of relationships. But we really, we're going to talk about that male-female barrier to communication. Because women, we can get emotional, we can get emotional, we can get loud. Um, and for a lot of men, that's a shutdown. They immediately shut down. I know Eric and Rick have talked about that before. Like when, when, when she started with all that loud talking and screaming and hollering and all of that, that just shuts me down and I'm ready to walk away and I don't, I don't even want to talk, I don't even want to communicate. So learning how to calm yourself and communicate effectively in a relationship is important to some people too, because some people don't know how to communicate. And if that's all you've ever seen, you know, that was the level of level of communication that you grew up with was hollering and screaming and, you know, cussing each other out. Then you've got to relearn it. You with somebody that's like, Hey, we don't do that yelling and screaming and cussing out. And I don't respond well. Um, when you communicate to me in that manner, that's a huge barrier. And I've seen that before. I've seen couples like that before. 
and and the other person just kind of shuts down uh and and to me how how do you make that relationship work if the other person is over talking and shutting down uh the other all the time like that that's a definite barrier in communication there is no communication there's no communication at all and i have seen those um toxic relationships as i call them uh, so many times but we definitely are going to get together and do a show on that i i i love that idea and i will welcome y'all send in you know any ideas that you may have that you feel like um is a barrier to communication that you like for us to talk about on that show since ed is coming on and tara's gonna come in and we're gonna have all of these people join in and we're gonna share our different perspectives on barriers to communication because with everybody working from home now like we're around one another more than we've ever been yes living in chaos yes some people love to live in chaos and, and dysfunction but if that's how you grew up and that's what you're used to you don't know you don't know it's not normal until you see something different or somebody shows you a different way it, 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 until then in your mind that's how communication is done and you just get loud and you cuss out and you make the other person shut down and and your opinion is the only opinion that matters and that's how you run the relationship and whether that be and and, and that's not even you know just a male thing i've seen females who do that as well so it, it doesn't matter either gender does it i've seen it plenty of times and and oftentimes uh i kind of have to say i i've seen it more so where the female was the loud one uh than it was male most men have that look and they just shut down and walk off and like i'm not going to deal with this you know right now but it it does happen it definitely is a barrier and we need to talk about that because loud talking cussing out and dysfunction and living in chaos is not the way for a solid relationship to maintain it it, it just isn't and i think a lot of times people get comfortable comfort is a reason for people to tolerate a lot of things and we get comfortable in our lifestyle and we don't want to upset the balance and so instead of expressing how we feel we tolerate the chaos because we're comfortable I, I've, I've, I've seen that so often and those are the people that you look at and you go, why are you even still in that? Why do you stay comfort, lifestyle, they're used to it. Starting over is scary. They don't want to make that change. And so they would rather be comfortable and deal with the chaos and deal with the abuse or deal with the dysfunction than to be uncomfortable. I, I, I've seen it so many times. People afraid to step out 
of that comfort zone and do something different or put themselves first. So they tolerate the chaos as is said. They, they live in the chaos and in the dysfunction because they're comfortable. I feel like women do that more, more so than men. They'll settle um, and, and, and live in dysfunction for comfortable to be comfort. Absolutely. Let me put that up. Yes, comfortable sometimes kills. No growth becomes absolutely, absolutely. People can get comfortable and and and, and become stagnant and 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 oh yes. And I have to be honest, that was one of my issues. I was comfortable. I was comfortable, and I didn't want to make a move because I was comfortable. I've done that so many times in my life. You get comfortable in a situation and, and you just, yeah, I'm 100% guilty of it. I was comfortable and you're absolutely right. It killed me. I, I became stagnant and I finally took a look in that mirror and saw who I was becoming and decided this is not who I wanted. I want to be. And I had to step out of my comfort zone and make a change. That was one of the most difficult things in my life to do. After 23 years of marriage, when I say I was comfortable, I was comfortable and well taken care of, but I wasn't happy. And I had to finally take a step back and say, you know what? I deserve happiness as well as being comfortable. Who says I can't be comfortable and happy at the same time? Who says I'm not entitled to both? And so I had to put myself first and I had to step out of that comfort zone. That was one of the most difficult things. I, oh my God, the most difficult things to do in my life. I had never at that time when I decided to, to leave my marriage, I had never even lived alone before. I've never been on my own. I left my mama's house and, 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 and got married. I never had that moment of adult life by myself. And so for me to step out on my on the limb and, and leave my comfort zone was a scary situation and a scary thought. But you're right. People don't realize sometimes comfort can kill. It 100% absolutely can kill and, and be stagnant and, and lead to no growth. But you don't see it because you're comfortable. You're comfortable. And a lot of times that comes into sometimes some people don't want more. They're just happy with what they got. They feel like they don't need more. There's no need for me to ask for more, to look for more. I'm comfortable where I'm at with what I have. And that can be a barrier to communication as well. When you have one person who's comfortable where they're at and another person who wants growth, you can't drag somebody along with you. They either want to grow or they don't want to grow. So that can become a barrier to communication. Because that other person is not listening where you're talking about, I want to do more and I want to build and I want to do this. And that other person is like, for what? We're comfortable. I like where I'm at. I like what I have. I don't need all of that extra that you're trying to go out there and get and, and to do. That's not who I am. That's not what I want. So that's not living being comfortable. To some people it is. To some people, it is. And, and that to me, and this is getting on a whole nother subject, but from 
an African-American perspective from me, I feel like that comes from that master-slave mentality. That slave mentality of we were taught not to want more than what master gave us. And so when you got a little bit, you was happy and you was comfortable and you didn't ask for more because who were you as the slave to ask for more because master gave you what you were going to have. And so I feel like sometimes as African-Americans, we're still stuck in that mentality of I'm comfort, I'm comfortable. And, you know, uh, and, and still white America has given me what all that they gonna give me and there's no need for me to try to strive for more because this is all that i'm gonna get and i need to just sit back and be comfortable with what i have i feel like you know and, and that's just kind of my perspective on that and no growth is dying i i i agree with you but people get comfortable and they then they're like you know if i can pay my bills and and i can do this and and, and if i'm comfortable then who are you to tell me that I'm wrong for that? Which is true. If they're comfortable and they're happy, who are we to come along and say, just because you don't want to grow, that's wrong. And, and you know, you becoming stagnant and you're dying. That stagnant and, and death may be peace and joy to them, may be tranquil and peaceful for them. So uh, you got to be able to look at the different perspectives. You can't expect yourself out of other people. But you definitely can't have someone who's comfortable with someone who's a go-getter. That's not going to match because all day long, that, that other person is like, well, why are you doing this? I don't want to do that. Like, why do we need to do that? Why do we need another house? Why do we need to buy a bigger house? Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to save for that? Because they're comfortable. Let's see, Ed says, most of what we are stuck in is slave mentality and are not willing to change. I agree. I agree. I 100% I agree that that slave mentality has us as an African-American community definitely stuck on a lot of avenues, a lot of aspects. And we're just now opening our eyes and, and, and trying to come out of that, that mentality. Yes. And, and it also comes in because, you know, this is just, this is just my perspective. I feel like that slave mentality is exhibited when we tear each other down. Sometimes it's our own people that are quicker to tear us down than others. And we always want to talk about the white folks and everybody else talking about us. But we are quicker to tear, tear each other down than, than a white person is or to throw another black person under the bus quicker than, than someone else. But I feel like that also is a slave mentality because we were, we were brought up to be pitted against one another. You know, you think about that light versus dark. That still exists here in 2022. You still hear people talk about dark skin versus light skin and in field and they call them field niggas versus house niggas. It, it it's still talked about in this day and time. We still find reasons as a race to separate ourselves from one another. Yes, Ed, we were taught that very well. 
to 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 uh pit one another against each other we yes yes and we still do that to this day we still do that and i hate that i hate that about us like i truly dislike that and we take it to a whole nother level when we I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for, but when we when we are pitted against one another, man, it's a no holds bar. We don't care, and and and, and it says here we're the only people to separate. Yes, we do separate and make a distinction by color amongst African Americans. Do you know how many times? And this this. Ooh, and I'm about to get to an hour. I just been on here chit-chatting. You know, I felt like coming on and talk. I think because I was really down, I needed to talk to y'all. But one of the things that irritates me the most, and this is something I used to hate. This was before the natural hair revolution came and everybody decided they wanted to be natural. I've been natural for years. And I used to get people ask me all the time, oh, what you got in your hair to make your hair curly like that? And I'd be like, nothing. My, you know, my hair is naturally curly. Oh, well, you must be mixed with something then. You must got some white or some Indian in you that you got some curly hair. Well, you know what? My mama black and my daddy black. We are melting pot as African Americans up in here. I don't think there's one person that you can't go and shake their tree. You're going to find some other race or, or whatever that's, that's, that's in that tree. What does it matter? Why do you have to, to solo me out to sit, you know, because I have curly hair and because I have curly hair, then that means that I can't be fully black. I got to be mixed with something in order for my hair texture to be the way it is or my skin tone to be the color that it is there's not very many of us who don't have a mixed family tree like go shake your tree and show me where your tree is pure before you come and try to check my tree but my thing is it doesn't matter it shouldn't matter we should love one another regardless regardless we are all one people you cut us we all bleed the same we all bleed red but we make a distinction, definitely, definitely among ourselves. And we separate ourselves by skin tone, hair type, income, all of these different things. We find so clothing, attire, because you can live in the projects, but if you're in the projects and, and you got the best shoes and you got your name brand shoes and your name brand clothes, but somebody else, the other person who lives in the projects where their parents might not be able to afford to buy their name brand, where well, they separated from the other folks who live in the projects because you got your bougie folks and you got your poor folks. Like we find any reason to distinguish and separate ourselves from one another as opposed to finding reasons to celebrate our differences. Can we come together and celebrate us as one as opposed to being, you got good hair over here, 
You got bad hair over here. You got long hair over here, short hair, tall. Like we find any reason to separate ourselves within our own race. And that is something we need to learn to overcome as a, as a people. We have to overcome it. I don't see, you know, I don't hang around a lot of Hispanics. I mean, I, I got, listen, hell, I like to fit in when it comes to Hispanics because the food, I like to eat and I like to party and I like my tequila. So, but I don't see them separated. And you see in the Hispanic community, they have different hair types different skin tones, all of those, but you don't see them separate themselves as much as we do as African-Americans. We find any reason to put you in a different category than us. Oh, you can't be in my same category. I got to put you over here. But I'm going to go ahead and get off of here, y'all. I appreciate y'all coming on and chatting with me tonight. I was just in the mood to talk didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. I just went on here and just kind of chit-chatted. I needed y'all to come on and cheer me up and help me get into um, a better mood. And I'm going to reach out to you um, as I'm pulling stuff out of my pocket. Uh, I'm going, my Uncle Nearest uh, tour I went on. I'm going to reach out to you about that show. I'm for real. I feel like we need to do a show on barriers to communication and, and, and talk about those from a male and a female perspective. Share all perspectives on what we feel like are barriers and things that we see ourselves dealing with in relationships that we find is difficult to overcome. Um, and, and that's the hardest thing, because if you can't communicate, how do you grow? How, where, how does the relationship go anywhere if, if you don't communicate? Unless, like I said, it's one person that's shutting the other person down and the other person doesn't care because they're comfortable or they feel like they don't have a right to care or to make a difference or to voice their concerns. Yeah, I, 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 I it, it's different. So I, I feel like we need to really do a show on that. Good, I, I'm definitely gonna reach out and we're gonna get a date on that. Communication, yes, Tara, communication is everything, everything. And if you cannot effectively communicate, the relationship goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. How do you get anywhere? If, if there's no communication. But I'm going to get on off of here. I'm a finished man. I'm mad. My ice is melted. I've got to get me those big square cubes or the round ones that um, melt slowly from my brown liquid because I don't like my liquor to get watered down. But thank y'all for tuning in to Red Wine Conversations. I'm going to get off of here. It's time to shut it down so I can get up and go to work. Well, not go to work. Huh. Get up and log on in the morning. Thank y'all for hanging out with me. Talk to y'all later.